All right, welcome to In the Field Radio, 91.3 FM, WVKR, Poughkeepsie Independent Radio. I'm Erin Boogie, here with Miss Lady D. Hi. Joining us from across the globe. Glad we decided to use Zoom for ourselves and not just we do interviews. <laughs> I, I know. I was thinking the same thing earlier. I was like, how come we don't just use Zoom for ourselves? I was thinking the same thing because it comes out so much clearer. I mean, obviously, uh, recording remotely has its challenges, but Zoom helps it out a lot. Right. And at least like you had a whole party. What is going on over there? Where where I am? Yeah. Oh, I'm in the studio. So uh, Social Thought Podcast. They record from our studio now every Sunday. So they're about to do their show behind me. Okay. Yeah, shout out to them. I wonder if Giancarlo is there. He's not here tonight. Oh, he's not there tonight? No. (laughs) But shout out to them for keeping the lights on. Right. All right, let's get into WAP because that is the hottest topic right now. W-A-P. I I knew when it came out that you loved it. I loved it. Okay, I so I have like a. I knew that you were gonna love it, and I don't. I don't love it, but I don't not love it because it's offensive. Like that whole like. I mean, I come from the put it in your mouth era and the my neck my back era. So to me, like it's not that big a deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Raunchy hip hop has always been a thing. But um, the song that is sampled. When did that come out? Like, come on, that's an old song written by yes. men, and that was okay. Yep. So. And I, I loved the video. I loved the video. I thought that was one of the best videos that has come out in a long time. People had cameos in it, like no. just all random people like Normandy and uh, Kylie and stuff in there. Well, Ruby Rose and Sukihana and Mulatto, like they had a lot of female artists and just females in general in the video. And I thought that was a, a dope celebration of females in in art um and i think that cardi b has always been pretty good about working with other females so that was really dope to see and you know what too like hello big budget video when's the last time we saw a big budget video like that that's not like a thing anymore right that was was, amazing they had the snakes in there yes the water all the outfits but the video was so good that you know selection time people was using it because how can you not like something like that that uh house of representatives uh candidate from california he like did this whole post he said um wap is what happens when you grow up in a home without you know religious values that's what he said and but he goes and he goes hashtag wap and everything and i'm like well you're doing promo for the song well, and how does he know who grew up in what environment? That was definitely an assumption. Yeah, it was just to um, play to the conservatives and stuff out in the world. Like, that's partly who votes for him. But you so, know who I felt like the same, the same people were having those conversations, like, you know, 30 years ago when there was controversial hip-hop songs out. Like, this isn't a new thing. It, this might be, like, the first time it's happened for this generation, but it's definitely not a new thing. Right. When people keep talking about when Little Kim popped a squat, like, come on. <laughs> so we got to get over ourselves. Stop minding women's business. That's like my new thing right now. Not only that, like, you know what? If you don't like it, don't listen to it. Like, I don't care for the song, not, not because of what it says or anything like that. But I just not like, it might also be something sometimes like with Cardi's music, I might have to listen to it a couple times before I get into it. And so this might be the same thing with this song. But I'm not going to tell other people what to listen to. If that's what you want to go out and listen to them, by all means. Right. Craziness. I knew you loved it. Cardi B for president. I knew you loved it. I knew it. As soon as it dropped, I was like, this is Deb's anthem. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I've been bothering everybody with it in here. <laughs> Yo, I love Cardi though. Like she did the whole interview circuit after the video dropped. She did like Breakfast Club, Ebro, you know, well it did uh I think she 
did an interview with Elliot Wilson and stuff, and she's just such a fun personality. Mm-hmm. I want to hang out with Cardi. Cardi, if you're listening, we want to hang out with you for the day. Right. Let's segue right into Fabio Foreign because it's been this week is a, it's been another crazy week for for hip hop. Oh that was so upsetting. I was like, yo, we like, what happened not. first? Like how I got exposed to it. Um, what was that murder beast? Yep. <laughs> he did a tweet and he was like, Oh, the rap game is messed up. R.I.P. Fabio. I was like, Oh my god, everybody's losing it. And then uh who was it? Kenny Buttons gets on there and it's like, uh no, Fabio's okay. You know, he was sad, but he's okay. I just talked to him. And then everybody was so mad. Like, people were so angry. And then, um, <laughs> playing with our emotions. It's been too soon since Pop Smoke passed for you to play around with Fabio. Like, you can't, you can't do that. Like, no. Like, he was just turning up. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was scary. That was scary for a couple minutes. Right. So I don't know what was going on in Atlanta. I'm I'm waiting for the story to come out to find out exactly what happened, why. And what's, what's going on with these securities? Or are yeah, they not having security? That's what we were wondering, too. Like, what's the deal with, like, it was outside a lounge. But when I saw it, because there was, like, video of the truck that got shot up and stuff, it was, like, daytime. Oh, my goodness. Daytime. Yeah, so I'm, like, really confused as to what happened. I've been waiting for more details to come out, and I don't know if it's just that I had a busy day and I didn't have a chance to, uh, like, check the around, like, to check publications to see what exactly happened, but I haven't seen anything about it other than he tweeted this morning saying that he was fine. Oh, my goodness. Yo, but Murder Beats, and then Murder Beats got slammed because he, he posted the whole, like, R.I.P. Fabio thing, and then, like, posted a seafood plate two minutes later. After that, and then the apology later? <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. I was like, well, Murder Beats just tanked his career for a little while. Twitter doesn't forget for at least a week. Cancel him, cancel Murder Beats. I was like, oh no. <laughs> Twitter's always trying to cancel somebody. Oh my goodness. I'm not canceling people. You don't need to be canceled. Joe Biden. Like, I hate no. to see him because, but I'm just like, he's just doing too much. And I don't know. I feel like we know Donald Trump. Like, at least we know him. Bang on the wall. Apparently, our neighbor is playing uh, music next door. I said, "Bang on the wall!" Right. It's like, like you know, I'm in the hood in a project in an apartment building. You gotta take the boom handle and bang on the ceiling if they be too loud. Well, and I'm recording in here. Like, don't come take my headphones off. All right. <laughs> What was I going to say? Oh, we were talking about Joe Biden. Um, yo, honestly, I saw that he made the comments, but I didn't see in depth, like, exactly what he said. He was saying that certain areas, he said, uh, the Hispanic community, unlike the black community, is very diverse. Oh, my God. <laughs> yo, honestly... Let me tell you real quick about Joe Biden. I felt like he was canceled after he said that he was going to beat Joe Biden in the election. And he said that so emphatically that he believed that like that, like when he said that statement that like he was saying the right thing. And I was just like, yo, this man, like, like we talk about the president that we have now. And it's like, yo, you want to parade this Alzheimer's patient out in front of us. And like, they're lucky because with the pandemic, he hasn't been able to be out in the public speaking. Because if you notice, they keep him relatively quiet. And then it's like, when he does, he says things like this. I thought that there was people who get paid to write stuff for people. I don't understand why they're being left up to themselves to write things down. To say I don't think they are. Public. I don't think they are. I think they're going off script. These writers. Yeah. I'm like, who's going to say that? I think they're all freestyling. I think they're freestyling and this is when they get in trouble because when you have a good speechwriter, 
like we think you're a good president and we you know what i mean like we feel comfortable having you in the public eye like that sort of thing and then like these people come out here and start freestyling we're like oh you dumb as rocks okay right uh, it's just, and I just feel like at this point, I'm like, well, at least I know Donald Trump. Like, we know type of stuff he's going to do and not do and, and say. Like, I'm familiar with it. But this guy, like, you can't be saying stuff like that. And then, <laughs> and then expect the vote. That's absurd. But you know what? I don't mean to be this way, but I come across a lot of people that are you know, from Africa, from the Caribbean and stuff like that. And this is what I try to say when they, sometimes they try to separate themselves from African-Americans. Like, no, I'm not African-American. Like, no, I'm from here or there. Nobody cares here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just see your darker skin and everybody's the same. Like, exactly what he said is how a lot of people think. So, you know, we're all going to have the same struggle once you're over here. Mm-hmm. In case you didn't know, <laughs> I just had to say that. Like that was just a perfect example as to why. Well, and then honestly, we could segue right into Kanye because I have like two parts for Kanye. So I wanna I wanna talk about Kanye now, and then I wanna talk about Kanye when we come back after we get into the interview and do all that stuff. But Kanye running for president is really just a vote for Trump because you're just gonna take key votes away from joe biden and and so then it's like it's like this whole two-party system thing like it just doesn't work right like our like don't you feel like something has to change something's got to give like what we're doing just isn't working anymore yeah i think there's too many viewpoints to just make it to well do you feel like there's any candidate that represents you right now no that's how I feel, and that's how the majority of people that I talk to, that's exactly how they feel. So there's only going to be, and the Trump supporters are die-hard Trump supporters, no question about it. Mm-hmm. So you got a whole population of people that are definitely going to vote for this person, and then everybody else who doesn't feel represented at all. Yeah, and that's a problem. You can't have a, like, you can't have the minority of the country that is like I, I feel like they drank the kool-aid like it's like a cult-like behavior they're definitely got the false idol thing going on and, and and if that's how they feel and that's what they believe in like that's great but the majority of the country doesn't feel like they're represented by anyone and that's not even to just say like in the presidential election in congress we don't feel represented like i think more at a local level we start to feel represented because you start to see people that have the same views as you sitting on like city councils and stuff like that. But even that, like, like our generation needs to get involved and needs to be more hands-on and we need to start affecting change. Mm -hmm. You know, we never get political on this show either. Yeah. But it it starts locally. Like the people that are in local government, you know, those people end up moving up and things like that. And honestly, I know a couple people that are in local government personally, and they're kind of a little too like in social media and saying just saying whatever they want to say and stuff mm-hmm. like that where it's like well how could you move up and be in the house or the senate like if somebody digs you up they're gonna find all types of crazy stuff you were saying you at parties you doing this that and the third it's like it's like a disconnect from local government and then like representing us federally as a state no, it's tough. I just don't know. Yeah. I, I, and I was just going to say the same thing. Like, I just don't know what the answer is. Like, I don't know how you motivate the younger generation. Because, yo, everybody up there looks like they're once got one foot out the grave. Right. Like, you look at the Supreme Court justices and they serve for, like, 12,000 years. Like, yo. Yeah, people have been talking about that for a while. Like, those are, when you get appointed for things like that, you shouldn't be able to just be that forever. And ever and ever. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the interview that you did. I was so impressed by this interview. Like, and I don't want to say impressed. That's not even the right word. Inspired. It was such an inspiring interview. Thank you. I was super excited, too. But it was so cool on, like, different levels, right? So it was, like, a really good interview. 
And then it was like, it was a really good interview that you did while international. And that was impressive to me. I guess that's why I said I was impressed because I guess I was impressed and inspired by the fact that like, that's really dope. Like we've done international interviews before we had uh, Dope St. Jude in London. Um, shout out to her. That was pretty dope. But you actually are international and did an interview across the globe. It was a dope interview. And now we get to play it here in New York. Yay! I love technology sometimes. Right. And so tell us, she was super inspired too. Like after the interview, she's just like, "Oh my goodness, this is so cool! Like, how do I get into this? Like, she was just she wanted to do so many activities here at the base. I was like, girl, we can do whatever you want to do. We got two more months. <laughs> well, and how did you run into her? Like, how did you link with her originally? Um, there is a place where you're designated to smoke, like, oh. by the bar. So, I mean, a lot of people just hang out over there, so you don't have to go back and forth. <laughs> so, it's called a smoke pit. A lot of people hang out there. That's, like, our little club, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And uh, these guys, sometimes they get together and start freestyling when they get a little saucy. And then somebody started talking about this girl. That's a crazy good rapper. She tells these stories, all this. And I'm like, well, who is she? I need to meet her. Like, another week went by. Nobody introduced me. And I'm, like, asking around. And somebody finally found her and was like, here is the girl that you've been dying to meet. Oh, wow. So we met. And I I set it up. We found somewhere quiet. And ba-doom. That's dope. I'm excited for the people to get to hear it. Yeah. All right. That was super cool for her, too, because she felt like she hadn't been doing anything. She's deployed and COVID and all that. Yeah, and that's got to be tough. Yeah. She felt super happy. Good. I'm glad because I was definitely super happy. I was, like, so excited listening to it. That's good. I'm glad. Thank you. All right, so let's get into the interview, and then we'll be right back. You are now listening to In the Field Radio, 91.3 FM, WVKR, Poughkeepsie Independent Radio. It's your girl, Lady D, and I'm here, finally, with Jazzy Black. I'm so excited, because I've been low-key hunting you down. (laughs) I was out at the smoke pit which is not an actual building or a club. It's just, it's what we do. We go out there and drink our little three drinks and play spades and everything. And these people were so excited to tell me about you. Like, they're like, this girl, she rap. She tells these stories that are just, it's amazing. And I'm like, okay, somebody put me on. <laughs> um, so I'm so excited to finally be able to interview somebody in person. Because I, ha- I haven't since covid been able to sit down with somebody. So now we're here. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm okay. I'm glad. Thank you. Um, so let's get into it. Was there a defining moment where you said to yourself, like, yes, I'm a rapper. This is what I'm going to do. Um, yeah, there, was, there were plenty of moments. Um, I should do a lot of talent shows and all of that growing up but until I joined the military and I started meeting more friends and they started telling me oh you're good you know and I was just having fun at first oh you're good you should definitely do this and then I started recording myself listening to myself and then I realized I'm really dope I'm this is me this is what I'm going to do and ever since then I just started started and how long ago was that about two years two years that's crazy so when people think that you have to be like a rapper since you were six and stuff like none of that applies no. because I would have never guessed no. <laughs> never um, so how do you feel about the nature of the music business for women I feel as though it's definitely changing you have some people in you know, the for, forefront of us for me especially um, you have the Cardi B's and you have the Megan Stallions and the Sweeties and you know the Rhapsodies you know, they're paving the way for us mm-hmm. you know and they have their own I guess you know, some of them they talk about different things than I personally might talk about but um, it's, it's showing that 
this career field is not just male-dominant. You know, we have to say so. We're paving the way. We're knocking down the walls, you know, making our own payment. I like how you mentioned, like, the two, you know, different styles of, you know, song, and that it doesn't really matter, like, one is not making females look a certain way compared to this side, and all this other stuff, like, it doesn't need to be a divide there, we're all just making music. (laughs) Um, So, I think you mentioned some of them, but, like, who are your influences? I tell a lot of people this, I have male and female influences. Majority of mine are blues related because that's just what I grew up with. So like the Johnny Tavis, the Lisa Sounds, the Jackie Mills, BB um, King. But I love Cardi, I love Rhapsody, I love Celine, um, MC Life, um, like Whitney. There's a I it's like a melting pot for me. There's so many things and so many people they do certain things and I just love it. And it influences me a lot. Okay. If you could collab with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? If that would definitely be Whitney. Definitely. Hands down. Hands down. That's a different one. I usually don't hear that. That's a good one. Um, do you have a favorite producer? Timberland. I love Timberland. I just love Timberland. Really? <laughs> That's crazy that you said that because like he made a beat recently, like using one of my boyfriend's samples, and then he made the beat, and then he put Whitney Houston behind it. So that's crazy. All that came together. It's gonna be a little cook up. I feel it. It's gonna be a cook up. Um, if you could venture into another genre, what would that be? It'll, it'll be rock. Just the atmosphere, the tone that they set, you know, people just, they just rock out. They don't care if nobody's looking, they just have fun, and, you know, I feel like that's something I definitely need to navigate towards. That sounds fun. Oh, yeah. I go to rock concerts, so I usually go by myself. I just love the energy. It's amazing. You can feel it from your toes all the way up to your ears. I love the energy. On your Instagram, you describe yourself as a military rapper. Um, what are some pros and cons to being in the military as a rapper? Well, some some of the good things about it is that different people come from, they have different backgrounds, they come from different regions when you're in the military and you get to meet them. Um, so that's the way for you to share your music, maybe your insight about your music, getting to know different people, the way you have different things to talk about. Um, also, you know, there's a lot of maybe seminars you might go to when you're just starting off younger and ranking, you start making rank, you learn how to speak in front of people. So that can help you when it comes to articulating your words. Um, there's a lot of lessons that you can learn in the military and also apply it to just you rapping in general. Um, some of the bad things would be maybe your co-workers or leadership, they, they don't know that thin line between who you are when you get off work and who you are when you, when you are at work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm Jazzy Black when I'm off work, but and I'm actually working um, Devin's you know and I act completely different and sometimes that line can be blurred um, also there's a lot of things that you cannot talk about that you cannot associate yourself with um, even though that might be a part of your life you just can't let that be known and sometimes that can hinder you because some people can't relate to you because you're in the military but at the same time some people kind of understand okay I understand when she's still trying to fulfill her career being in the military some things she can't talk about but she still dope so it's right it kind of works out sometimes right what are some of your hobbies anything dealing with my art side coming out so I like painting I love poetry um, I love writing songs I love doing hair um, and I also love just chilling with my family and my friends Anything that enjoys me putting the effort in just being around people, making them happy, making them smile. I don't like wasting time. It's always trying to do something that's creative or I'm doing something that's helping somebody else. Right. I think you're funny too. I am. You're very expressive <laughs> in your face. Yeah. I was in the day room yesterday. I was like, oh, she's funny. Like, 
you know, because some rappers and stuff, they cross over and do some acting or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, yo, that would totally work for her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down for whatever. Can we expect a project from you in the near future? Oh, most definitely. If, since I've been here, I'm working on a project that I have now. It's called Operation Ammo. Yes. Um, and it's going to be so dope. I have different genres that I'm doing on there. Um, music that I'm doing here because I'm deployed. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that I'm seeing. And I just kind of want to like, grasp it and make people understand it. And plus, when you deploy, who doesn't want some type of music you can listen to because your girl back home or your husband back home tripping. Right. You know, don't understand. So that's the type of music that I'm going to put Okay. Operation Ammo. Operation Ammo. As a stereo poet, your music is deep. I heard some heavy subject matter. Um, is there is that a lane that you intend to stick to or is there some like love songs, some club bangers on there? So my go to is more so of that, the whole deep trends like oh I went through this but I'm good I can bounce back that's typically what I love to do mm-hmm. however I'm stepping my toe in the water a little bit so I do have some R&B and some club bangers that'll be on Operation Ammo so okay. I'm just trying to show that I'm versatile right I'm excited to hear it thank you alright so if you can go back in time to the beginning of your musical journey what would you tell yourself Keep going. Don't worry about what they're talking about. Mm. When you first start off, you you have influencers, you know, and sometimes in your mind you think, oh, they made it there overnight, but they didn't. And sometimes it can be a little bit discouraging. Um, And I kind of allow other people and their opinions to knock me off a lot of things that I wanted to do. I feel like a lot of opportunities I missed out on because I was worried about what they said. Mm-hmm. But now I'm at the point where, look, I'm dope. I know I'm dope. Either love me or you love me. And that's it, you know. And I wish I just had this same attitude that I did two years ago when I started. But hey. I'm here now, so it doesn't matter. All right. Either <laughs> they love you or they love they you. love me or they love me. All right, good. So thank you for sitting down with me. Is there anything you want to say to the people? Yes. If you guys aren't following me already on my social media, you know, follow my Instagram. That's J-A-Z-Z-I-E-B-L-A-C. K K K K. It's four Ks. Um, download my music. Go ahead and stream it. It's on all uh, platforms. That's J A Z Z I E B L A C K. Um, shout out to In the Field Radio. This is so amazing. I'm so glad I got this opportunity to sit with you. And I hope this is not the last time that we do. Oh no, definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, well, thank you, Jazzy. Thank you. We're gonna get into some Jazzy Black right now. Okay, she sent us Heartbreak Hotel. Yes. Shout out to Whitney. I hope you love it. We hope all the rest of you love it. I mean, if you don't, we don't care because either you love it or you love it. You love it or you love it. All right. All right. Thank you, Jen. Thank you. The volume on the interview wasn't perfect because of our technological challenges recording from. I might be really loud. Yeah, which I know y'all not used to. (laughs) Yo, that's true. Usually you're the one that's low. Yeah. Oh my god, that's such a good point. All right, so you wanted to talk about you wanted to talk about waxing because I randomly asked you the funniest question yesterday. (laughs) Wait, what did you ask me? Did it hurt? Yes. Uh, waxing hurt because I want to do it, and Ty wants me to do it. Of course, right? So, but I'm I'm like terrified. Um, so this crazy thing, I have this app that like tracks my cycle or whatever and tells me what's going on at different points of the cycle. Mm-hmm. And so like I'm at this point, like right before that time mm-hmm. and like, it's like, do not go get a wax during this time. Oh, really? It'll be more painful. So right after that time would be the best time to go get a wax. Yo, I'm, like, so terrified. But you know what? I just feel like it's easier for somebody else to maintain it than for me to maintain it. For sure. I wish I knew how to do it myself. Like, I see these kids online, but I'm so scared because I had an incident with the mayor. No, what happened? No, but for me, I'm like, I don't I had chemical burns. Yeah, like, it was bad. (laughs) It was on for too long. Like, I put it on. I'm walking around trying to make sure, like, all of it gets off, and like, but I go to try to wipe it off. It was like excruciating pain, and then 
someone had to hold me down in the shower to like get it off. Like the water hurt, like oh everything was burning. It didn't grow back for like months. Oh. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yo, you just scared so me. I don't want to experiment anymore with like hair removal. I just go to the European wax center. I don't even trust the nail salon. Yo, because you know what? I actually had an oh. electric razor for that area. And that was like working for me, but it's like. I don't know, like, when quarantine came about, I was just, like, depressed and not really, like, keeping up on it as much as I should. And now I just feel like I want somebody else to do that for me. Yeah. Oh, man, what's your thought? You take an ibuprofen, you'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, I I ibuprofen. take a shot, but they, I mean, it says on the internet you shouldn't take a shot. So they think ibuprofen. Ty was like, I'll hold your hand. And I was like, I don't think that's going to make a difference. Well, at European Wax Center, they, like, talk to me, like, because I'm telling them I'm nervous, and they'll talk to me and do it while we're talking, and you don't even notice what's happening. You're just like, oh, okay. It's not awkward? Nah. Yo, because honestly, I don't even like getting my eyebrows waxed. Well, I haven't had to, because also, that won't grow back, because I used to go every week. Oh, my God. Every single week, I was like, nope, eyebrows done. I didn't know. Yo, honestly, I can't wait to be rich so that I could get that laser hair removal stuff because I don't even really care for body hair. Like, I just want it to all go away. You know that movie Powder? Like, that's goals. Really? Yeah. Girl, I'm deployed with saying that. Like, I'm talking about getting some um, the cool, cool thing, lipo. I was like, mm. please, I'm going to get the work done. And she's like, I want laser hair removal. And I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, I want that. And a new body. As soon as Ty makes it, I'm getting a new body. Dr. Miami, right. you could pencil me in. No, he's actually very affordable. I was looking him up. Really? Don't tell me that. He has a two-year waiting list, but he's very affordable. I was like, wow. I'm about to go sell my crib and put a deposit down. Right. I'll be like, give me the Cardi B, but before the excessive plastic surgery Cardi B. That scares me because you gotta like go get the massages and stuff and all that. I'm like, yeah, I would mess it up. I feel like I would mess it up and not do all the steps. <laughs> and I would look like the Amoeba Boys or something. So, oh, did you see, um, what is that show on? Uh, She's got to have it when the girl went and got the booty injections and then she fell and it popped and she because it was all infected and it sprayed everyone oh. in the club. Oh my god! Yeah, it was wild. You that show's so not extreme. that great. Like, that I show can't. is not that great, but that part is worth seeing. <laughs> so disgusting. All right, let's take enough. We got to move on from this. <laughs> now let's get into George Floyd. Because did you end up watching the footage? I did. I was so sad. And the thing is, before it went down, you see the cop stop the two random people on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And tell them to stop walking. And the lady is telling him, That's my ex. He was shot before. He is very scared. He mm-hmm. has mental problems. Like, basically, somebody, they're telling you that the person is not mentally sound. And you still treat him like he's just resistant for no reason. Well, and, and as soon as they pulled open the door, they, as soon as they pulled open the door, he started crying. Like, that didn't tip you off that there's an issue. Did you see how he pointed the gun at him? Like, he looked yes. like 50 Cent. Like, the way he was holding the gun, I'm like, what is this? It's all sideways, pointed like a gangster movie. Yeah. Like, well, because they're the biggest gang in America. Oh, my goodness. I saw it. Was it was very sad. Yeah. I had to write about that, and it was a really taxing article to have to write because I had to watch all of the footage, and the whole time you could just see that this man is, like, under extreme duress. And then it like I I when I saw the video of what happened to him the first time it was extremely upsetting. So then I had to basically relive all that again because I've been trying not to watch that video. Like I I saw it. I know what happened. I'm super against it. I think that those cops should get what they deserve. Yo, a little bit of a conspiracy theory, but the cop that was kneeling on his neck, I feel like doesn't look like the cop that like in the mug shot that it shows that they arrested. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah, after I mean, we get done here, go back and look at it and look yeah, at the top of the video. Look. 
Yeah, they don't look like the same person. It was so crazy. And why did they, he said he was going to lay on the ground. Why, so why couldn't I just lay on the ground? They ended up putting him on the ground anyway. Well, and they had him in the car, and then they dragged him out the passenger side and knelt on his neck and killed him. Like, I wasn't understanding, like, why that, like, if the man was struggling with you and you get him in the car, like, why did you take him out and kill him? Right. Like, drive to the police station. He pulled him all the way out the car. Yeah, I'm like, well, he's in the car now. Shut the door. And then he just yeah. dragged him out. And I was like, okay. Yeah, the whole thing, like, watching the, it, it didn't make more sense after watching the entire video. It seemed to make less sense to me. Right. You know what else I want to bring up, too? I want to bring up uh, the Azalea Banks issue. I know we had briefly talked about it in pre-production um, about her posting messages on social media that she no longer has a desire to live and but that she wants to finish a project and I think a documentary she said um, to leave the world an explanation of how she's feeling and why she's feeling that way and I feel I feel two things about Azalea Banks I feel that obviously that's a cry for help and like I mean she's needed help for a while and I feel like she's been largely ignored by society um Mm-hmm. But I also think that she suffers. Look what me. But but I think she suffers from bipolar too, and I don't understand how we could be extremely sympathetic to Kanye, and then paint Azalea Banks as the villain. Because she's mean. But if it that meanness is a mental illness, then probably giving her the spotlight is not the right thing, right? Yeah. Like so that. Uh-huh. Like, the first part where we've messed up. And then the second part is like, I mean, you can't force an adult to go get help. We've seen that. We've all experienced that with loved ones that go through mental illness. Um, but I don't feel like she has the right people around her. Yeah. I don't know where her people are at. I've been wondering where her people are at. She might not have anybody. She was on there crying about uh, somebody put a gun on her and she mad because people are laughing. But then she'll, you know, talk about this person and that person. And if that's just her mean side or whatever, I guess. But I, like, I, I always thought she was mean. I, this is the first time I'm hearing she's talking about ending her life. And just, you know, people, somebody I know just committed suicide in May. And people that's really finna commit suicide, do not say anything. No, no. They don't. That's why I think and, this is a cry for help. Right, and so, you know, I need to get her some help. That's what she needs, some help, some therapies. You know what else? I, like, be like, it's, that's a publicity stunt. You're going to say, oh, I'm going to put out my album first, and then I'm going to kill myself. Like, that is just so, it's so rude. I just can't. <laughs> I you know can't. what? Like, I also feel like the comparison between men and women is so different because, you see the way Kanye, Kanye's, you know, bipolar has a breakdown, runs for president, people are ready to vote for him, right? Like celebrities have come out in support for him. And, you know, he can't even win the election. He can't even get on the ballot in enough states to even get enough. Um, what is it? The electoral college people. I can't think of what they're called right now. But anyway, he like he physically cannot win the election and people come out and show support like this. And then you have Azalea Banks, who's been like floundering in the public for years and people just hate her. And then you see the way people made fun of Meg and she became a meme and you saw Just Hilarious do a skit making fun of her. And then you have Fabio Foreign and people immediately think that he got shot and they're posting RIPs. They don't even know what happened and people are really upset. And, and, you know, so I just feel like females are treated differently in the public eye than their male counterparts. That's for sure. That's for sure. Kanye makes me angry though. Yo, he I'm makes everyone angry. Like, I, I literally don't feel bad because, like I said, you got wild money. You don't came out and told us that you need help. Like, you put out a whole project talking about I'm bipolar or whatever issue you have. It was like your whole thing while you was putting out your album. And we are like, oh, my God. So go get your go help then. The thing with Kanye is that every time he has a manic moment and he's off his meds and he's wilding out for attention it's like an album rollout and i'm not down with that either 
And that's what I don't like. And that's how. And that's why I'm like, well, you did a whole album, and you was like, oh, you know, I, I'm bipolar. I found this out and all this. It's like, okay, cool. And then you don't do anything about it. The thing about it is, like, yo, Kanye, we were gonna listen anyway. Mm. Right? We right. were gonna listen. So, and is this like a sudden onset thing? Like, how could somebody be around for so long and then, like, 20 years later, it's like, hey, I'm absolutely off my rocker. Um, because it could have been more controlled. I think for Kanye, I think that he had a trauma when his mother passed that went unresolved. And I think at the time, because he's not, he's what? How old is he? Probably 40, maybe almost 40. How long have has this whole like bipolar thing been going on? Uh, I don't. I remember from that like project he did with Kid Cudi, and that's when he was like, "This is my superpower" and all that. I'm trying to think. Maybe how, it was before that. I'm trying to think of how long we've been knowing about it because usually mental illness um emerges in the early to mid twenties. Right. I but, think- like, if Kanye was attacking everyone, like, even, I mean, we didn't like it when he, he I mean, it was funny when he said what he said about, I, back then, when he did that Taylor Swift thing, he was obviously off his coffin. Nobody um, does that in the award show. <laughs> yeah, well, so, it's funny that you bring things up like that, because you're right, like, I think that was, like, the beginning of us starting to see him do things like that. Yeah. He was wild during my dark, twisted fantasy and all that. Yeah. He's a wild boy. So, I, so he was kind of mean, but like, Azealia is vicious. Yeah, no, for real. It's hard for me to backtrack and feel bad for her right now. No, I think that's... that's... She was saying to people will make you want to harm yourself. Like, the stuff that she says is just absurd. Oh, yeah, no, she's a bully. She's definitely a bully. Um, I don't know. I, I hope they both get help, you know? I hope everybody gets the help they need. Yeah. Um, well, and right and now, it's an extremely difficult time for people with bipolar during the coronavirus pandemic. Um, so I hope that the people out there that are struggling do get the help that they need or recognize that they even need help. not able to be, like, distracted. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you was able to go out, go do stuff, I think that people didn't really have to come to terms with these things but if you're inside in your four walls with this thing going on in your mind it's like well yeah the the isolation too is really difficult all right let's get to a lighter note yesterday i went to cryptic gallery have you ever been there uh no me neither. That was my first time there. And they did this whole big art installation. So they had the inside open and they had stuff on display. Um, downstairs, they had a whole room of art for sale. And then in like the courtyard where that building came down and they took out the building, they had a whole live painting thing. They had vendor tables. Um, there was people that were actually Kicks Capri. He um, had a table set up where he was giving away books for kids. He was accepting donations and then giving books away to kids, which I thought was so dope. Um, and then there was like a couple other people out there selling art. There was a food truck there. Like you really felt like you were not in Poughkeepsie. Really? Did you meet Lady Pink or no? Was she no. there? Son, she was not there. I was so disappointed. Oh, I was like, oh, she must have met old girl. But so she wasn't there? I didn't see her. I don't know if she had been there maybe earlier in the day because we waited until like the sun went down a little bit and it cooled off a little bit before we went out. Um, I can't be out there. I I got 20 minutes before I look lobster. So (laughs) yeah, in the summer I'd be trying. Yo, let me tell you about today. Speaking of that, we went to um, Kings Court Brewery for the first time, which is the brewery on Cannon Street. And they had this... They had this food truck there that was like some famous like lobster food truck, right? So we went, we met up with my uh, cousin, his wife, and their daughter, and we get outside and they're like, oh, the line's a little bit long. And we're like, okay, no problem. So like Ty and Craig went to go wait online 
to get the food. And yo, they sat us directly in the sun. And we're all pasty. Like, we were like, this can't be. So, like, the boys came back over and they were like, we don't want to wait in the line anymore. Do you want to go to Shotzi's? And we were like, yeah. Because, you know, it's all shady in the courtyard. So, we left and went to Shotzi's and had, like, the best time. What did you get from there? This time I got the, um, it's the buttermilk fried chicken sandwich. Mm. Yeah, it's really good, but, um, it was too hot to eat. It was too hot to eat, so I, I did the deb and I put it in a box. (laughs) Put it in a box? (laughs) Yeah, it was too hot to eat. I took one bite and I was just like, box, bring me a box. But, yo, let me tell you about how at Kings Court Brewery, they said that the line for the food truck um, when they first opened was all the way from Kings Court Brewery to Market Street. Oh, my yo, God. Not going to lie to you either. They had, like, the whole, like, theme park set up where you had to, like, go through, like, the line and, like, zigzag. So, like, you had that mm-hmm. all the way up to the food truck, and then the line went all the way out through the brewery and down the block to Market Street and around the corner. <gasps> so that lobster truck is like is so gonna famous. live there my little cousin had warned me he said that um he said that he was like i don't know if you guys are going to be able to like get it he was like because he saw that, that it was the same thing that the food truck had pulled up to someplace and the line was so long that people were leaving because it was like a couple hour wait and sure enough we got there and it wasn't that bad it was just to the like amusement park zigzag setup that they had going on um, but the line was not moving at all. And Ty's allergic to lobster anyway, so we were like, forget it. So we left. Wow. Oh, no. I was definitely got off the line. I was like, I don't even eat lobster, and I'm standing on the line? Oh, nah. No, you know, <laughs> me. he takes care of me. I can't complain. Aww. Yeah, so he got his wings at uh, Shotzi's, and he really liked them. Wings at Shotzi's too? Yeah, because mm. him and my cousin, yo, they're so funny. So him and my cousin Craig get along really well, right? So they both ordered wings, but my cousin Craig only eats drums and Ty only eats flats, so they traded. Oh, that's so cute. Right? I'm saying. I feel like we never go behind the scenes like this on the show, but you guys get a little bit of insight into who we are as real people. <laughs> And then the only other thing that we have to talk about is I just wanted to bring up the fact that the Rec Boys are doing a, it's like a producer competition, but it's not even really like a competition. So they're showcasing producer beats. Um, This week is Jimi Kendrick's and Phantom of the Beat. And they're having seven producers participate and you all come on, like during your time slot, you all come on. And you get to basically, like, they'll play your beats, and then the two uh, producers will talk to you live on air right then and there. And then they're going to pick three producers to move on to go meet with Amadeus. And then Amadeus is going to pick someone to sign to a production contract. And it's free. Get out. Swear to God. What? How impressed am I? I was like, oh, my God. And I'm, like, so happy for them because – they're just like the nicest people ever. Like I love watching their platform grow. Right, Chris said he's gonna send me a shirt. He said when I come home, because I wasn't gonna expect him to pay to ship over here. <laughs> he sent me one, and I haven't even opened it yet, honestly, because I've been so busy with everything else. I have to do that tomorrow because I want to videotape opening it so that way I could like post it and then take a picture in the shirt and then send it to them. Right. But he, I want to get them on our show so bad. And we had talked about it, but I told them that they have to wait until you're back stateside because I could not justify it. Oh, they got to come to the studio. <laughs> yeah, like, we got to be all together. Yes, exactly. So I told them they're going to have to wait, but I think that's so cool. They're doing it again in September, too. They're doing another one of the the beat things. Anybody I know, I'll let them know for the next one. Yeah, I thought that was so dope. You don't see um, a lot of opportunities like that. Right, without them charging you like $500. For exactly. You, you could catch our Titan music on too. He'll be on this Wednesday. You going to be on? All right. We, yeah. 
Oh yeah, Wednesday. We about to be right in the comments lit. Yeah, Pop and band. he All got right. three, three dope beats to showcase too. So, fingers crossed. Yeah. Do you have anything else that you wanted to discuss? No. Me Love either. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who we're interviewing next week. I don't even know if we have an interview for next week. But definitely send you. to interview me. So stay tuned. Maybe I get interviewed. She's like, uh, um, Jazzy Black. She's like, I should interview you. Like, you should be interviewed. And I was like, uh, what are you going to ask me about? Like, what? <laughs> I don't know. She was like, yeah, about like how you got into this, like all type of stuff that you feel. I'm like, oh my God. I'm here well, for maybe that. that'll happen. You know what? You got to um, flag down that Golden Glove boxer guy, too. Is he still there? He is here, but he's acting like he doesn't want to be interviewed. Because oh, my he Lord. He used to do corrections. Oh. Oh, I was like, oh. <laughs> so he just feels like it'll be sketch for him. And I'm like, okay. We don't have to use his name. That's what I'm saying. Look, I'm trying to to work him over and get him to <laughs> allow it but sometimes i try to ask him questions here and there <laughs> and then i so just funny. type them up it might be a typed up uh thing on the website right so funny all right well either way we'll be back next week uh go to our website in the field send us all your things at info at in the field Follow us on social media at In The Field Radio everywhere. Aaron Boogie everywhere. Titan Music everywhere. And The Lady D. C-H-E-E Lady underscore D. I always think the underscore comes after the D, but it doesn't. It comes after the lady. Yeah. I get confused. I don't want people to look at it and be like, lady is it lady? Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, like, I just cannot. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you never know. Right. And all the, yo, can we just, for one second, I want all the hateful men that come into my DMs responding to Baller Alert oh. articles to please leave me alone. Because every time an article gets posted, I got someone dropping B words and calling me awful things in my DMs. And what did you say? Wait, what is going on? Yeah, constantly aggressive males in my DMs, and not one female has ever come into my DMs on some weirdness. So, men, don't do that. It's weird. Stop harassing Aaron Boogie. Yeah, I don't know, y'all. Don't harass anybody on the internet. How about that? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I forgot about that. I wanted to say that publicly because that's, <laughs> that's some weird <laughs> stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. On that note, it was good recording with you on Zoom. Yes. I think we'll keep this format. I like this format. Okay. All right. So until next week, it's In the Field Radio, 91.3 FM, WBKR, Poughkeepsie Independent Radio. Good night. Good night.